Professor Flimflam, she's Wonko, and this is the pilot episode of A Bard's Eye View, a brand new podcast looking at an ancient show in all senses of the word. We're going to be having a look at Xeno Warrior Princess. You heard it here last. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I had for some reason thought that almost everyone I knew would have seen Xena, and it turns out that almost no one I know has seen Xena. Do you know why that is? Why? It's because we're very old now. That's true. That is true. (laughs) Especially Um, me. Yeah, especially you. Uh, Especially you, my learned colleague, Professor Flim Flam. Um, I'm quite learned. Yeah. So um, on the docket here, right, I have written, introduce ourselves. So I'm going to take that off in a second once I've introduced ourselves, right? So here is us being introduced by me. Um, So although we're pretty certain that no one but anyone who already knows us will listen to this, and even then, to be honest, it's not going to be everyone who knows us because it the announcement that we were having this podcast was met with mm, some small amount of lack of apathy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Um, So I'm just going to introduce us as if a stranger might listen, because maybe one day someone will. Um, So I'm Wonko. It's not my real name, but you can call me Wonko. Um, And this is Flim Flam, and we met um, on Tumblr, as everyone does, and uh, where how we met was that we were both in a fandom um about uh, in the Holby City fandom and we wa- we watched terrible hospital drama uh for the few micro moments of good um <laughs> lesbian representation that it offered um lesbian and, and bi yeah well okay imagine there's a capital b in when i say lesbian Les- lesbian yeah that's it um and then we developed a friendship because of that. And we had a podcast um, which was about that topic. Uh, and I would say, wouldn't you, that it has run its course? I, I, yeah, I think so. I think so. It was it was fun to do and people were very kind about it. Mm. Um, yeah, people were kind but... about it in the way that you're sort of nice to a five-year-old <laughs> that's presented you with a macaroni <laughs> painting. Yeah, some people may have um, pinned the podcast to their fridge door. Yeah, to, to make us feel better about ourselves. It was that sort of level. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, it, it but it was fun and, and we enjoyed chatting. And I think both of us have kind of missed that, haven't we? Yeah, because God knows we don't talk to each other if we're not recording it. It would feel like a waste. <laughs> it would. <laughs> it would feel like we should be preserving this conversation for posterity and for the enrichment of uh, other people's. Um, well, otherwise you, tedious lives. That's it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Definitely. I, you know, I think that probably about ninety nine percent of the conversations you and I have ever had have been recorded. That's <laughs> probably true. I think that's probably true. Slightly worrying. So, isn't it? An odd so we decided we'd. Yeah, it's it's been odd from the start, isn't it? Yeah, fair but, enough. But um, we decided we'd we'd like to to be chatting again and we'd kind of uh, Holby City that that storyline has very much run its course yeah um, it's dead so we, it, it's dead in the water in fact um, I would say it's dead in the hospital I would say that it's died approximately three or four times or at least it's had three or four funerals 
<laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so, so we thought we'd go back to something that's that's been completed already. We know where it's going. We're not going to get any. Well, there are some nasty surprises. To, to be <laughs> but we thought we'd go right back to the very beginning of Xena Warrior Princess. Look at each episode. Pick out our favourite moments. Pick out some maybe some themes, some things that turned out to be foreshadowing some things that turned out to be well they didn't really think about that at the time Um, (laughs) and basically have have some fun with it so that that's what we're doing that's what we're going to do okay good um so if you're listening to this without ever having watched xena warrior princess firstly what's wrong with you and secondly what's wrong with you like because (laughs) For like the uh, for two reasons, what's wrong with you? Why would you listen to a Xena podcast without ever having watched the show? And secondly, yeah, that's weird. Man. Why haven't you watched the show? Is this a good way to begin a new podcast? Castigating the potential listener? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Alienate them from the start. Let's, yeah. let's get straight, straight on as we as we mean to carry on. Yeah, that works. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So, um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm going to quickly recap a little bit about this show, right? Okay. So this is a show set in, uh, mm, I was going to say set in ancient Greece, but it's not really, is it? It's set in a vague fantasy version of Greek mythology, which also It's set touches... loosely in, in the before times. Yeah. Um, Greek mythology is how it started, right? But I yeah. would say that they went on to ruin a lot of different cultures' mythologies. <laughs> as time went on right they went definitely went True. to they went they went to britain so we've got the ruined yes. celtic mythology they went to india uh-huh. to ruin indian mythology they went to china yes. to ch- ruin chinese mythology and to japan to ruin japanese mythology and egypt as well right didn't they ruin some egyptian mythology as well yeah i think so i think so basically they traveled um, all over any place almost any place you can think of and ruined the mythology of whatever culture they were in yeah and and both ends of the judeo-christian um mythology oh, spectrum yes. as well um, yes they did yeah. do that too L- yeah. little bit of everything little they bit ruined of everything. a little bit of everything for for everybody yeah so but having said all that it is one of my favorite shows of all time <laughs> yeah i was gonna say i say we're, we're already being a little bit scathing but but this is for for me, at least, and I think for you as well, very much an affectionate um, look back to a show that was one of the first um, very LGB friendly shows. However, how come, um, excuse me, how come you've missed out the tea? Oh, my turf now. Damn, you better not be. I'll have to stop being friends with you. L L G B T Q I A plus. Um. And and as we go through the, the the episode through the series, we'll see actually very um, trans friendly as well. Uh, yeah, that's why I asked you why you missed out the tea. Yeah, yeah. Shocking. No, that that was that that was a that was just you being um, old. Hopefully not a Freudian slip. Yeah, it was me being old actually in my day. <laughs> in my day. Um, Good start. No, Good start. this is an inc- this is an inclusive podcast. Important yeah. important point. Um, well, well made. Uh, I'm very ashamed now, and it's... I resign with immediate effect. Okay. Well, this has been the shortest live podcast ever. So, thank you for listening. <laughs> tell, tell me, tell me about the first time you became aware of um, Xenia Warrior Princess, a um, phenomenon. Okay, so this this show started in 1995. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, 
that means that it started when I was 13. Now, how old does that make you feel? Uh, it makes me feel the, the standard um, 10 or 12 years older than you, which is what which I am, is I think. what you are. Yeah, right. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Zathras. <laughs> Sorry, my cat just stepped on the... My cat's just stepped on the keyboard of my laptop where we're recording this. So probably it's been Look, Well, let's... Let, let's get this let's get this straight from the start one of your cats okay yeah one of them um, one, of, one of five yeah yeah okay so yeah okay one of them it was Zathras this time it wasn't actually Xena who is a cat that I own um, so that proves what we were saying about how we don't actually think the show is stupid we just pretend to for humorous <laughs> effect yeah yeah uh, okay so yeah, Xena started when I was about 13. So this was an extreme... Like, I, I watched this during extremely formative times. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> okay. Like even more so than you probably who watched it as a young adult. Um, yeah. And I wouldn't say that I was able to watch it like properly as a teenager because um, we usually didn't have the channel that it was on. Right. Okay. So we had cable TV, but you had to pay it slightly extra to have Sky Two, which is the channel that it was on. Right. Is that what it was on first? It was on. Well, that's the channel I saw it on. It okay. was on. It was on Sky Two, which is a channel that no longer exists. Um, it yeah. was the channel. The channel where they stuck everything that wasn't quite good enough to go on Sky One. Which, if you know what shit they went on Sky One. <laughs> 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 will probably surprise you you know so they had that they had Xena and Hercules on that I'm sure I'd seen Hercules first um but obviously for quite obvious reasons Hercules did not grab me the way that Xena did no um strangely enough that didn't happen so um, but important importantly Xena as a character, first appeared on Hercules, The yeah. Legendary Journeys. Yes, despite the fact that Xena is, I would say, the TV show, the character, uh, and everything to do with it is much better and more remembered and sort of, mm. you know, I think it would... It's Certainly one more those, fondly remembered. Yeah, it would be one of those things that if there was like a BuzzFeed list of like spin-offs that did so much better than their yeah. original show, it would be like the top of that. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. It would be almost better to try and forget, to be honest, that it ever had any association with Hercules. Because Hercules, like, sucked so much. It it sucked, and, and there are various problematic um, <laughs> things now. Yeah, that's the problem, isn't it? I tell you, it, uh, yeah. yeah. If you're not aware of what we're talking about, Kevin Sorbo played Hercules. And he is best known now for being... Um, wrong just wrong in every way yeah for being basically a fascist apologist um, yeah he's he's on the wrong side of history which um, yeah will, will, will come as a shock to actual Hercules who yeah. probably thinks of himself as a, something of a hero um, something but yeah well, so, so Xena, Xena was Xena was introduced as a character in um, Hercules the legendary journeys kind of as a device to split up to come between Hercules and his sidekick Aeolus yeah um, and it was a two or three parter, I think. I think there were three episodes of Hercules that had Xena in, 
Well, um, there were three episodes that a... introduced her. She was in other ones mm. as crossovers after she got her own series. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I actually, when I, doing, when I was doing research for this podcast, which, believe it or not, I have done, um, mm. I was quite surprised to realise how early on in the running of Hercules that Xena appeared. She, yeah. was, a, she was a first season villain. Um, and Hercules only had a really short first season. It was like... 13 episodes or something well, I, I, she wouldn't was have, in. I wouldn't have remembered it was first season I know she played another character earlier on mm, and they, no, they liked didn't. her as an actress yeah, it wasn't did. in the series it was in one of the movies I think oh yeah you're right you're Her- right. Hercules and the Amazon women or something like that that's right anyway the, so she'd been yeah. she'd been involved with the project earlier yeah. on they liked her as an actress they got her back to play this character this warrior princess character who was had a kind of divide and conquer role between Hercules and his, and his sidekick mm-hmm. um, and she had kind of a redemption arc basically so Hercules made her good yeah that was the that was the, the gist of it like the idea that Hercules yeah. redeemed this villainous character um, mm. so yeah she's introduced as a villain this is important because this is obviously one of the major themes of the of yeah. her own series uh, is her redemption mm. from being a villain right yeah so she wanted she tried to split up the two boys, Hercules and Aeolus, and the reason the way she did that was obviously by seducing Aeolus, because that's what women do. Um, you know, that's that's what women I, do, isn't I, it? Like they, I think she seduced them both. Uh she started off by seducing Aeolus and turning him against okay. Hercules, and then she didn't uh... actually like not seduce Hercules, but she didn't have a relationship with Hercules until after she turned good. Okay. And that caused another Still, bit of that, strife. I say that's still awkward though, isn't it? It is a bit, yeah. So like in my notes for the one of the succeeding episodes, um in fact episode two of the mm-hmm. of the Xena series, yeah. um I I have written um Xena meets potential male soulmate number two because yeah, yeah. potential male soulmate number one was Hercules. Yeah. You know. Uh so they had that she got she got over that. She yeah, got over that. God, yeah. Jesus. Um, so, yeah, they did have their um, little moment together in the Hercules series before she went off and had her own series. So she got spun off. And then everything got much, much better. Yeah, yeah, it did. She got spun off really, really early is what I'm saying, which is a, it surprised me. Yeah. It surprised me that Hercules had been popular enough to merit a spin-off so early in its life yeah and it also surprised me that xena started in september 1995 um which was just like a few months after she'd appeared in hercules Um, i guess it makes sense when you think back though when you think how many crossover episodes there were yeah i i would i would have thought it was it was later in the show but it but it must have been because there there was quite a lot of crossover Mm. um between the two um the first time I was aware of Xena was a bit later. Uh, I think it must have been in 1998, because I remember where I was living. Um, and again, it, it, it wasn't on necessarily a very highbrow channel. It was on Channel <laughs> 5, which at the time was um, largely dedicated to things like Xena and Hercules and um, Sunset Beach and so kind of kind of trashy things yeah um and it was it was a saturday morning thing that the hercules xena slot was a saturday morning um and and you're going to realize if you don't know me already you're going to realize very 
early on in in this um, podcast what an absolute twat I am <laughs> because the thing that alerted me to it I was and I'm making coffee or something I was in the kitchen and one of the kids in the house I was living in was watching telly and I heard <laughs> I heard this folk music this Bulgarian folk music and I had lived in Bulgaria and I loved that style of music the kind of the wailing bagpipe and the mm. um, kind of un- unusual rhythm. So that the theme tune for Xena, is, most of it is in 7-8 time, which is quite unusual and off, off-putting if, you're not, if you haven't heard that kind of key, you know, that, that um, time signature before. So it had really interesting music and it, it was interesting enough for me to, to come out of the kitchen to come and see what they were watching on telly. And I hadn't heard anything about it, and I saw it was um, a take on Greek mythology. And again, being a twat, um, or being a nerd, let's say, I thought, oh, cool, so Bulgarian music and Greek mythology, what's not to love? Oh, hello. (laughs) (laughs) And then there there was uh, tick box number three was um, Lucy Lawless. And I think we'll talk a bit about the opening sequence, maybe in in the first episode that we cover so in the next in the next podcast but but yeah. there there's a scene there's a moment where you just get the full glory of lucy lawless standing on a cliff beaming and, oh she's um, so pretty that was, that was me that was me friend <laughs> <laughs> and here i am 20 some years later still remembering that moment yeah glorious Glorious. but yeah so so we both so we both saw it on it's kind of trashy TV. Yeah. Um, and saw a pretty lady. And and that was that was that, it. that was the main that was the main like attraction. But of course yeah. what became the attraction later was mm-hmm. the sort of deliberate playing into the relationship between Xena and Gabrielle. Because obviously we're gonna talk about that being lesbians. Well, that's that's the that's the main that's the main selling point, really, wasn't it? It is sort um, of the main selling point, to be honest. Because if you didn't have that, I think it would be a much tougher sell. Uh, and that's the thing, isn't it? That the uh, this is what this this show realized uh, that a lot of shows to this day don't realize, which is that if you've got a buddy relationship, if you've got a main yeah. relationship in a show. Yeah. then that relationship is always the one that people care about and it's always the superior relationship to any other relationship you can give them. And yes. therefore, it always will win out over everything else. So you might as well make it the most significant, like genuinely the most significant relationship uh, in the characters' lives, you know? So this show, it does, yes. for especially in the first season, I noticed this when I was thinking about it, Especially in the first season, this show does do the whole. They meet a man, um, that one of the, yeah. one or other of them is interested in, and then at the end they leave the man and go back to each other, and go off on their merry way. Yeah, right? and and, you, then, and, and I think sorry, go on. Yeah, no, no, you go on. No, you okay? Um, and I think in in pretty much each of those instances, you see the the pull towards oh, I can go and have this more normal, more straightforward life with this other person. But you see the impact that has on Xena, if it's Gabrielle who's looking at moving on, or on Gabrielle if Xena's making inexplicable cow eyes at mm-hmm. some 
<laughs> a beefcake or other, yeah. um, you see the impact that it would have, that, that separating them would have. And it's not, I'm coming back to you as second best. It's actually, no, I'm choosing you, I'm choosing this over that yeah. possibility. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Which I think is that's... good. Yeah. I mean, it's the... This is the reason why any show that has two main characters that are close friends, they will get mm. shipped together. You know, <laughs> like, and if yeah. like, there will be a shipping dynamic between them. Um, yeah. And I think this is, like, possibly the only show that I can really think of that actually played into that with a same-sex couple. Yeah, and the thing I really liked about it was, although early on there, were, there was lots of talk about it, about the subtext, and I'm doing air quotes because it, you know, subtext is main text really here. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> and the show and the showrunners kind of played dumb and said, subtext? What subtext? They're, they're just good friends. But they absolutely played it mm-hmm. as a relationship, as a a. a budding relationship a romantic relationship they just never talked about it it was never specifically that but they absolutely played it as yeah because that's the two only... people getting to know each other falling in love hurting each other mm-hmm. healing you know, all that kind of stuff but they absolutely played it that way yeah. which, which was better i think than making it an explicit well but, you know for that time it was better well, you know, so, okay, for that time, okay. Uh, I think it would be better if they could have made it, like, canonically, canonically explicitly real. Yeah. But I would not have want. Probably wouldn't have. It wouldn't have gone well in nineteen ninety five. No. Uh, no, and that, therefore, that it's been... probably better to have it this way, where it's all there for mm. you as long as you can see it. Some people can't yeah. see it. Some people who don't relate, they don't see it. Which is bizarre know, to it's me. Amazing. It's bizarre to me that other people have their lives and contexts that don't, that are not the same as mine. Like, how dare they? <laughs> <laughs> who who gave them the right? Um, it's quite baffling, isn't it? That <laughs> it is baffling. It is baffling. It's like when you see something that is so obvious to you, and other people don't see it because they have a different experience and are coming at it from a different angle. It is bizarre, utterly. Um, so yeah, that's how they could get away with it in 1995. They, they couldn't do mm. everything they wanted to do with the, the relationship on screen. So they just put mm. in as much as they possibly could and left it just ambiguous enough. Um, so that, that, that if you were heavily conservative and, and had limited life experience, you wouldn't yeah, see that it. Yeah, you could, you could tell yourself it wasn't real, but it was. Yeah, I so. liked it. I liked the knowingness of it. Yeah, there was that. I mean, like, there's a there, obviously, you know the term queer baiting, right? Yeah, of course I do. Yeah. Okay. So this is not in any way queer baiting. This show is not queer baiting, right? Uh, there would mm. be some discussions about what is queer baiting and what isn't. Uh, the other show that I can think of that it was sort of similar to this in that it had this the strong relationship between two women at its at its center is mm-hmm. Rizzoli and Isles, right? Oh, I still haven't seen that. I need to watch that. Don't don't bother because like that is. The... I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> okay, because uh... I'm now hearing bad things about it. Well, okay. I mean, watch it if you like, but um, Rizzoli and Isles is what Zena would be if Zena was a queer baited show, right? Because the Z- oh, okay. Rizzoli and Isles is 100 percent queer baited, whereas Zena is subtext and getting away with what yeah. they could, and Rizzoli yeah. and Isles okay. is is just like um, bait. Well, yeah, queer baiting, You know, it's. Okay, noted. Thank yeah. you. 
So um, you just have to agree with me on that. The end. <laughs> I've, I've learned I've over the last four years that it, it saves a lot of time and trouble and stripsals if I just agree with you straight away. Yeah, because I'm so scary, aren't I? That's that's the word in the fandom. Mm, that's what people say. Well, our our, our, fan, our emeritus fandom. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying. That's what I am. Okay, so <laughs> I think that is about enough because I want I did I did want these episodes to not be very long. Yeah, I think um, I think that's I, what everyone wants. Yeah, I feel that you should not spend longer analysing a TV show than it takes to watch the TV show. So, no, less, if anything. Yeah, much less, in fact. <laughs> so, so we're going to stop here. This was our pilot episode. Um, next time you tune in, if you do, if this doesn't put you off, we will be discussing and reviewing um, episode one, Sins of the Past. Um, so in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at Bard's Eye Podcast. That is our Twitter Um I wanted to get Bard's Eye View as our, our Twitter handle, but someone has already got it. Uh, so I would have to probably kill them. Well, at least idea. apply apply pressure points. Oh, yeah. Will, uh, yeah. Stop, the, stop the flow of blood for, Cut off for 20 seconds. Cut the brain for 20 seconds, yeah. That's... Yeah. <laughs> More on <laughs> that story later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so thank you for right. listening to our pilot episode, if you did. And we'll see you yeah. next week. Yeah, because um, that's one thing we forgot to say is we're planning on putting out a new um, episode uh, every week. Um, mm-hmm. So ep- one episode per week. And there are many, many episodes. Yes. You lucky people. Many. Uh, if this podcast lasts the distance, we'll be doing it for about three years. <laughs> I, that's look, something to look forward to, isn't it? Yeah. Lay odds now whether that'll happen. But... You never know. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Thank you for listening. Bye. See you next time. Bye.